what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This is The Writer's Voice, a podcast collaboration between TheMesh.tv and Lenorine University, a spotlight on writing talent in Western North Carolina. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of The Writer's Voice here on The Mesh Podcast Network. Today, we have Mr. Jordan Macan, a recent graduate of Lenorine University, pardon me, from uh, originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, Jordan is has been recently published in a publication called Wizards in Space. He's going to share uh, that poem and a few of his other works with us today. So uh, without further ado, Jordan, uh, take it away for the, with your first one. Sure. So for the first poem I'll read, it's, it's the poem that's forthcoming in Wizards in Space Literary Magazine, which I'm really honored and excited to, to have published there. So it's, in, it's called... In Scott's Gear Garden, which is a hard word that I'm probably butchering, but it's, uh, it's from a giant cemetery that's in Sweden. I see an old Swedish woman on her knees by a gravestone. There is a small towel draped over her left shoulder. At her left side, there is a bucket. In the bucket, there is soapy water and a brush. I watch her take the brush and scrub, slowly at first, then harder and faster, harder and faster. She sees me watching her. I nod. She nods in return. I sl- smile slightly. She does not smile in return. I imagine asking her why she cleans the gravestone. I imagine asking her if she is okay, knowing her efforts are in vain. No matter how hard she scrubs, no matter how well she cleans, no matter how often she visits, what lies buried still decomposes, becomes one with the earth. Even the gravestone will one day surrender to the dirt. I say nothing. Later, I go back. She is gone. I look at the scrubbed stone, read what is written there. I begin to talk to the dirt. I say, I found a flower earlier. I brought it for you. Here. I place the flower in the soil. I imagine an old woman smiling. Fantastic. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about your inspiration for that. Uh, so that's actually a real experience that I had. I was uh, wandering around Finland and Sweden, found myself in Sweden uh, in like May of 2018 and went to as one of the biggest cemeteries in the entire world. And I was wandering around it for hours, really did see an old Swedish woman with a a bucket of soapy water and a brush scrubbing what I would presume to be her, her husband's gravestone. Um, so that's, uh, that's powerful. Interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do, do most of your, uh, Writings come from personal experience or yeah. 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 So a little of them, like some of them every once in a while are purely imaginary, but most of them are at least, you know, rooted in something, uh, concrete. Gotcha. Um, what's, what's the next one you're going to share with us? So I will, I will share, they put up a fence in cash street park, which is cash street park is a, a park I lived about a block away from when I lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, fairly recently. They put up a fence in Cash Street Park where cats yowl and grin like Midwestern Cheshires, yearning to claw their way out of the cold and into our world, where children laugh and scream and play because they do not know what happens here after dark, where the old and young and tired stumble over and over again to find anything like refuge from God's brutal breath. They put up a fence in Cash Street Park where I watched basketballs get bounced and bridges get built despite the rules of the city, unspoken, unacknowledged but still there, 
just below the surface of everything, where communities were made and will keep being made no matter the fact that they put up a fence in Cash Street Park. I do not know how to explain to you that this is a loss. Communities will survive. They will climb over and dig under and put their hands through fences in the name of love. But they put up a fence in Cash Street Park, and now it's a parking lot. Now no one goes there at night. Now no one lies down in the middle of all that asphalt to watch the stars go by. It feels wrong, somehow, like choosing a cage. It's almost winter. The steel is just too cold. So that park you're talking about there, um, obviously... um, something happened something <laughs> that, that was uh it, it sounded like it, it, they took your hometown park man yeah yeah so i milwaukee is a really really amazing city and i really loved being there um i lived just like i said just a block away from cash street park and i would go and literally lay down in the on the asphalt in the middle of the night and just look up at the stars because i am from an area of the world in north carolina and in georgia where you can go see the stars sure. and then i lived in in you know lower east side milwaukee for a time where you couldn't see the stars but i found that if you laid in the middle you could and you could act, it would get away just enough from all the light pollution and then they put up a fence right through it and you couldn't you couldn't lay down there anymore and it changed the nature. Uh, it changed the nature of the entire park. I mean, it's a it's a multi ethnic, very diverse meeting spot for a lot of different people in Milwaukee. And they turned it into a parking lot. And I walked by, and I was like, "That's okay. That's that's what's happening." Right. So that was that. That's how that poem came to be. Jordan has a third poem for us, or a short story. Yeah. What are you going to share with us now? Sure. So this is a. It's totally different style from the previous two, but this is called I Am Flying Into Myself. I am flying into myself, and I am a child again. I am at Kitty Hawk, feeling the wind try to claim me like a god. I am everything I have ever wanted to be. I am nothing. I am the god of the air. I am the master of the wind. I am young, and I am ancient, and I am of this place and of every place. I am staring up at the cliffs of more. I am staring back down at myself. I am throwing myself off. I am pushing myself back up again. I am 17 years old. I am not a child anymore. I am still a child. I am always a child. I am the wind hitting my face, cooling me down, making me feel more like me and less like what was ever in that drink you gave me. I am the breeze that moves the limb and taps the window of my room like a stranger peering in. Do you think I could have hit the glass harder? Do you think I could have stopped the air from rotting? Do you think I could have flown away? I am the air squeezed out of my lungs. I am flying. Do you believe me? I am the breath you exhale when you say no. Can metaphors be taken too far? Not unless they are realized, like when we joke about suicide and steal cigarettes. Inhale, exhale, inhale. I am the exhale after each puff. I am the air that trapped the smell in my nose. I am the leftovers. I am the pieces blown apart. I am flying into myself. I have glued myself together. I see the wax melting, dripping with exhaustion. It's not that I'm sad. I'm not unhappy, but I must go. I can't be held much longer. I am flying away from myself, and I am flying into myself. I am flying into myself, and I am a child again. I am flying, and soon I will learn how hot the September sun can be. 
teenage angst. Right? Yeah, right. that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think we've all been there. I, yeah. I can I picture you on a beach dreaming of different spots and yeah. where you could be and what you couldn't have been and, and it all wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the challenge for that was, so I, I grew up really loving mythology and the, the myth of like Icarus flying too close too to close, the sun. Yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to tie that with a more modern approach like that, that connects also with having traveled a lot and the way that travel kind of messes up your sense of place. Sure. Like if you go to a bunch of spots and, and like I lived moving to LR for my you know freshman year way back when uh, was my 14th move in my life. Oh, wow. And so I had a bunch of different experiences that I was just like, ah. And so I was trying to figure right. out how to combine all of that. Well, so. it, it, you definitely were able to put that on pen to paper there. <laughs> that, that, that was great. We thank appreciate you. you coming and yeah. sharing your works with us today on The Writer's Voice. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that was uh, Mr. Jordan Maycamp, recent graduate of Lenoran and 14 other places uh, originally. <laughs> so uh, I hope everyone comes back and joins us again here on The Mesh. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.